The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. before your presence in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are the God to whom nothing shall be impossible. We thank you for everyone that is gathered in this place today. We thank you for everyone that is joining us over the internet. Every life, Lord, in every situation, everything that has appeared impossible, beginning from this morning, let them become possible in the name of Jesus. Everything that has restricted your children, Lord, let the barriers be lifted and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' unfailing name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. So, we start a new series today, Stand Tall. Stand Tall. Last week, you know, um, message, the first um, worship experience message, particularly by Pastor Shea, you know, was very interesting because it kind of um, um, a transition into um, today's um, um, teaching, you know. And he talked about knowing who you are, um, proprietary and 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 standing tall um, invariably. So if you if you missed that message um, or you were in the second worship experience, maybe you want to get the um, the message of the first worship experience. Also, our text this morning is from Matthew chapter five, verses fourteen and fifteen. Matthew five, fourteen and fifteen. The word of God says in Matthew. 14 and 15. It says, You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand. Everybody say, A lamp is placed on a stand. A lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the room. These are the direct words of Jesus. You are the light of the world. You are to stand tall. There are many things that are trying to bow you down or bend your back. For some, it is shame of the past, a mistake that they've made. For some, it's, 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 it's in the family that they've come from. And interestingly, for most of us here, it's, it's, it's the nation that we are born in. On the international scene, the stigma on Nigeria wants to make you hide your passport. But Jesus is saying, stand tall. Praise the name of the Lord. Stand tall. For some, it is fear that cripples us. The fear of the unknown, the fear of, of, of the things that we have suffered. For some, it's our health. Our health wants to hold us bound. Everything in your physical body that is trying to prevent you from standing tall, we curse it now. And we command it to dry up from the roots in the mighty name of Jesus. God is saying to you and to me and to us as a church, stand tall. Stand tall. 
stand tall. Everywhere you are, stand tall. In your business, stand tall. Stand tall. You are the light of the world. Nobody sets up the light and put it under the bed. You put a light on a stand. In other words, your life, you have a stand where your light will shine. That stand, you will locate it in the name of Jesus and God will put you on that stand in the mighty name of Jesus. So, so stand tall. I know there's a lot of pressure in the world, a lot of battles going on, both physical battles going on, spiritual battles going on, moral battles going on. But you see, I'm here to tell you that no matter how bleak the future of the world looks, the future is brighter than you think. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Say to your neighbor, the future is brighter than you think. So stand tall. God wants you and I to stand tall. Now, off the bat, I need to just say this up front, that standing tall is not about being arrogant. It's like a warning. You know, standing tall is not about being arrogant. It's easy to confuse it with arrogance, I, I know. But standing tall is not about being arrogant at all. In fact, Jesus teaches us in Luke 14 from verse 8. This is an amazing story. Luke 14 verse 8. Jesus says that when you are invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. He says, what if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? Then the host will come and say, give this person your seat. Then you will be embarrassed. And you will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Instead, take the lower place at the foot of the table. Then when your host sees you, you will come and say, friend, we have a better place for you. Then you will be honored in the front of all the guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, the spiritual principle. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. It's a spiritual freedom. If you find yourself in any situation, choose humility. Choose humility. Because once you choose humility, the forces of heaven is released and orchestrated to lift you up. Praise the name of the Lord. If you choose pride, same thing. The forces of heaven are released and orchestrated to humble you. It's amazing how these things work. God says he resists the pride, the pride, the proud. It's amazing. So, standing tall has, has nothing to do with being, 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 being arrogant. Totally nothing to do with being arrogant. Standing tall is not about the pride in your person. Standing tall is all about the confidence in your God. Huge difference. Huge difference. Standing tall is not about the pride in your person. You know, but you're making effort to push yourself and to, and to like the lady, the first caller says, look, standing tall is that I wear the highest heel my perfume is booming. I enter the place. All the heads must turn. That is standing tall. <laughs> standing tall is all about pushing the pride of your person. Standing tall is about 
being secure in the confidence of your God. In the confidence of your God. And I'm speaking over you this morning that the God of heaven will locate you and he will place you upon the stand because every light needs a stand. You are the light of the world and God will locate you in the mighty name of Jesus. So standing tall is is not about the pride of your person. It's about the confidence in your God. There's a story. You can write it down. It's a popular story, but write it down. I encourage you to read it again. I I can't get tired of reading this story. It's in 1 Samuel 17. I mean, you can read the whole 1 Samuel 17, but the particular story is in 22 to 37. When you get home, read it. The story of David. David came to the battlefront as an errand boy. And he heard Goliath was bluffing and fuming. And everybody in Israel, they were hiding. And David was asking, what will they give to the person that kills this Goliath? Don't you love David? I just love that guy. You know, what, is, what will they give? to the pe- Because I already, I already see how I'm going to kill him, but I need to know what's on the plate, what's on the table. And Eliab, everyone say Eliab. Eliab came and said, you are a proud little boy. You know, the Eliabs will always confuse God confidence with self-confidence. That's the problem of the Eliabs. They will try to reduce you to nothing. They will talk down on you. They will make you feel inferior, make you feel you are nothing. You can never achieve anything. But I have good news for you. The God of heaven says, I should tell you today to stand tall. Stand tall. David ignored him. I went to the next person. What would they give to the person that killed, that kills this Goliath? Eliab had to be ignored. So bottom line, they brought David to Thor. David Saul says, ah, you will kill yourself, you this little boy. David said, and it's amazing. It revealed where his confidence was. David said, your servant was a shepherd boy. He had the sheep of his father. The lion came. I killed the lion. By God. A bear came. I killed the bear. By God. And this same, this Philistine, this same Philistine will go the way of the lion and the bear because of this same God. So David was not saying, because I am good, but because my God is good. He didn't say, because I am strong, but because my God is strong. He did not say, because I am powerful, but because my God is, is powerful. So standing tall is not about arrogant, it's not about being arrogant. It's about being relevant. Huge difference. It's not about being arrogant. It's about being relevant. David showed up on the scene and spoke to the relevance of the matter. God is saying to you, you need to stand up and speak to the relevance of the matter. Today, we are laying a foundation. You know, by next week, by the grace of God, we will begin to dive deeper into standing tall. So by way of foundation, there are three areas, you know, I want to talk about that God wants you to stand tall. Number one, God wants you to stand tall in your industry. Ever say industry. In your industry, God wants you to stand tall. You are in that industry to represent the kingdom of God. Never forget it. Whether you're a radio presenter like the young man we saw on the teaser, or you're a teacher, or you own a school, or you are whatever professional, or you're an entrepreneur, or you're a politician, whatever industry you are in, you are 
representing the kingdom of heaven. And you need to have that mentality. I am not just here to make money. I am here to represent the kingdom of God. You see, and as, as you begin to shift your mindset, you'll be shocked at what God will begin to do. As you begin to shift your mindset, God will begin to move in your direction. I am here to represent the kingdom of heaven. I am here to represent the kingdom of God. I'm not here by myself. And you see, I was speaking with the choir yesterday and and I was saying to them that one of the most dangerous jobs on earth is being a pastor. The job hazards are a lot. But I said to them, but I love that job. I enjoy it. You know why? Because the kingdom I represent doesn't send you out without equipping you. So the bigger the enemies, how many people play Call of Duty here? You play Call of Duty. You see, when you're using um, an SN6, an SN6 is a submachine gun. Then you want to upgrade to an AK-12. An AK-12 is a that assault rifle. The impact of the AK-12 is like, the damage is like twice. The accuracy. Then when you upgrade, maybe you, you take a high point and you upgrade to a, a sniper, a sniper rifle that can go three kilometers and hit the enemy. Isn't that very sweet? That's very sweet. So spiritually, you know, yes, there are a lot of challenges, but the kingdom I represent, the, if you see my armory, ah, Oleku. <laughs> you know what Oleku means? Is uh, <laughs> I'm excited. And it's the same with you. You're a business person. As soon as you understand that, you don't need to be a person to represent the kingdom. As soon as you understand that you're representing the kingdom, guess what will happen? The kingdom will begin to give you the tools you need to fulfill that destiny. <laughs> Prisoner of the Lord. The kingdom will begin to release the arsenal you need. I'm not talking about uh, the arsenals that can't shoot. No offense, guys. Kingdom will begin to release all you need. So God is saying, stand tall in your industry. Stand tall. And you know, that alone can be a whole sermon. Like I said, this is a foundation. But there are two keys I want to leave with you on that. Two keys to standing tall in your industry. If the first is diligence, the second is excellence. Two keys to standing tall in your industry. You know, of course, I've talked about the resources of kingdom, but you know, then, then you, you, you need to have diligence and excellence. In Proverbs 22, 29, we, we, we should know that scripture. It says, CS a man, the King David translation, diligent in his business, he shall not stand before. He shall stand before kings, sorry. He shall not stand before mean men. He will not stand before men. You will stand tall. And your standing tall will not be, will not be, be, be before dwarfs. You will stand tall before giants. Praise the name of the Lord. But you have to be diligent. You have to be diligent. I was a diligent. To be diligent. I can go on and on with that, but you have to be diligent. The next thing is you have to execute with excellence. It's not enough to be diligent. You have to be excellent. And excellence is not perfection. 
But you have to be excellent. If you are diligent and you are not excellent, you'll be producing crap. You know, it's just like you, you go to a school and, and you see students can't speak English. My teacher say, make I bring. You know, I'm like, what is that? Construct a sentence. But if you examine the school, the teacher herself can't speak English. But she's very diligent. She's diligently teaching all these children. What's she teaching them? Crap. Because you, you can't give what you don't have. So, the, you, you can't be diligently churning out mediocrity. Praise the name of the Lord. You can't. In, in whatever industry you are in, you just ensure you may be in telecom, you may be in oil and gas, you may be in, in law, you may be in media, you may be in education. Just ensure that when they say, when they mention your name, they say, okay, no, no, that's one. That guy does his own work. It's excellent. It's tight. <laughs> and that would be your portion in Jesus' name. There's a man called Daniel. Daniel 6, 1. Daniel 6, 1. He says he pleased Darius to set over the kingdoms 120 princes which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these 120 princes, he set three presidents of whom Daniel was one. That princes, that the princes might give accounts to them and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel, let was say this Daniel. Then this Daniel was preferred above the president and the princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king sought to set him over the whole realm. You will be preferred. They will look at your peers and they will prefer you. Why? Because an excellent spirit will be upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. Excellence is the spirit. You can catch it. You can catch it. In fact, if you, if you hang around long enough in God's favorite house, you will catch the spirit of excellence. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you just find out that it's following you. You, are just, you just don't have time for mediocrity anymore. Just watch. Praise the Lord. So, stand tall in your industry. Secondly, stand tall in Nigeria. By extension, for those of us over the internet, stand tall in your country. Stand tall in your country. Stand tall in Nigeria. Matthew 5, 14 that we read. You are the light of the world. Let's break it down. Let's, let's come home. You can replace that world with Nigeria. You are the light of Nigeria. Now, what's the opposite of light? Darkness. It's the absence of light. Darkness. Give me three things that represent darkness in Nigeria. Number one. Corruption. Number two, Nepal. <laughs> Number three, Boko Haram. Darkness. But Jesus is saying, you are the light of the world. What does that mean? Go and solve the problem. Listen. We have our standing orders. He that seeks to save his life will lose it. But he that loses his life for the sake of the kingdom, Jesus says, we, we what? We'll find it. Self-preservation is, is, is one of the greatest problems of, of Christians. 
We are too selfish. We just look at ourselves. The light does not exist for itself. No. Light exists for others to see. So, you are, if you take, take another darkness in Nigeria, hunger. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't say hunger. You'll be shocked at the number of people that don't have food on their table. This darkness. Jesus is saying, you are the light of Nigeria. What does that mean? Go and what? Solve the problem. Feed everybody. God's favorite house, we are going to feed the whole of Nigeria. Free lunch, everybody. Some people don't believe it. Some people are looking at me, this guy is crazy. <laughs> Doesn't know what he's talking about. But beyond that, we are going to make every Nigerian able to feed himself. Believe me. Believe me. You know, I, I, I was with God and, you know, you know, and, you know, and I was saying to God that Nigeria, what are you saying? What are you saying? It was clear to me that God wants to use us, you and I. I, I believe this is also true for every church. I don't know. But I can only speak for, for this church. Praise the name of the Lord. And, and I said to God, look no further. Here we are. It may sound ridiculous, but please use us. You, you don't need, you don't, you don't save by the multitude. Lord, use us. Now for some of us, Maybe we, our instruction is to be delight in education. And God is saying to, to you, you are wasting time. I'm looking for someone else, but I'm praying for you that God will not replace you. I'm praying for you that God will look no further. That you will get up and do what you were born to do. God wants you and I to stand tall in Nigeria. Solve the problem. Number three, like I said, again, that stand tall in Nigeria is a whole sermon by itself. Number three, God, and this is so crucial, so, so, so crucial. All of them are crucial. Everything is crucial. And this is so, so crucial. God wants you to stand tall in your life. In your personal life. The reason folks are not able to stand tall in their industry is because they are bent over in their lives. The reason folks are not able to stand tall in Nigeria and their country is because they are bent over in their lives. God wants you to stand tall where? In your Life in your life. Ephesians 6 13. Ephesians 6 13. The word of God says in Ephesians 6 13, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to what? To withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. God did not say, haven't done all, cry. Is that in the Bible? Oh, pastor, I've prayed, I've fasted, I've tightened, I have seated, I have... But there's just one more thing that is left. Stand. President of the Lord. Pastor, this, this problem is, is, is debilitating, is, 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 is recurrent, is, is crippling. I've, 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 I've prayed my heart out. I've, 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 I've 
trusted God and fasted, haven't done all. Stand. Just stand. You can stand crying, but stand. You can, but stand. Stand. And you will be amazed that the problems will expire and you will still be standing. Praise the name of the Lord. The storms will pass and you will still be standing. The pressure will ease off and you will still be standing and standing tall. You know, thank God for new creation reality. You saw those pa- fantastic testimonies. One thing about this work with God is that it's actually very simple. It's actually very simple. I am being pushed on every side. In January, God said, bloom. I'm seeing blooming around me. The people of God are blooming. Everything is blooming. But it's as if all the blooming is just passing me by. God is saying, stand. Why? Because you are going to bloom. Stand. I haven't done all. Stand. I haven't been diligent. Stand. I haven't suffered all the attacks. Stand. God did not say hide. God did not say run. God did not say dodge. God says what? Stand. Stand. They are calling me names, pastor. They are abusing me. They are saying, you are going, she's going to church again. Oh, he's carried his Bible again. Oh, I've become the subject of ridicule in my family. Stand. Because the same mouth that have ridiculed you will rejoice with you. <laughs> you see, I don't know who I'm speaking with to today. But listen. All you need to do is stand. Oh, but I don't understand it. Stand. But it's confusing. Stand. But I can't see the harvest yet. Stand. But it's painful, Pastor. Stand. But they're laughing at me. Stand. Just stand. And while you are at it, you can as well stand tall. If you are going to stand at all, who could stand tall? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And what we have to realize is, is because we are agents of the kingdom, the, the way the kingdom is orchestrated is, 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 is only, it's, it's on a violent assault Basis. I mean, the, the kingdom is advanced violently. The territories you take are sustained violently. The kingdom is expanded how? Violently. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 11, 12, Jesus was trying to explain this to us. He was explaining to the to disciples that, that look the kingdom I've brought you need to understand how it works Jesus says I'm reading from the amplified version of the Bible I love this translation so much he says from the days of John the Baptist until the present time what has happened the kingdom of heaven has what endured violent assaults if you want to stand for the kingdom you must endure violent assaults Stand. Not only has he endured violent assault, 
violent men seize it by force as a precious prize, a share of the heavenly kingdom. Listen to this. A share of the heavenly kingdom is sought with what? Most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Everything intense. Intense exertion. The, 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 the kingdom is not expanded without violent assault. An intense exertion. Your children, you need to fight for them. You know, some parents are okay for their children to, to live their lives waywardly. They say, okay, after all, don't worry, you can go. We'll plead the blood of Jesus over you. Ah. You need to fight for their souls. Because they are the carriers of the kingdom to the next generation. Praise the name of the Lord. You need to fight for their souls. And it is done how? Violently. When we say we are fasting again, you know, I can, you know, some people say, ah, pastor, oh. We just finished one fast. I need you to understand that you have to keep striking. You have to keep what? You have to keep striking. The kingdom suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. A share of the kingdom. God wants to give you, it is the will of the Father. To give you a share of the kingdom. But a share of the kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Intense pressing and pushing. That's how it's delivered. That's how it's delivered. Your portion of the kingdom will be delivered to you. Say amen. Come on. In the name of Jesus. I can see folks are rising in their, their spirit, man, right now. They are ready to push and break down some walls. And so shall it be. But you see, you need to understand that that's how the kingdom works. If you look at the story in First Samuel 30, please, again, that's your second assignment for today. Someone says, Pastor, you are behaving like a headmaster. You are always giving us assignment. Yes. The second assignment for today, 1 Samuel 30, go home and read it. It's the story of David again, the battle of Ziglag, when, when it was Ziglag. So David came to Ziglag. His family and the families of all the men were there. They went out on an exhibition. By the time they came back, the enemy had come and had raided the camp, their houses. They've burnt down all their houses. And they are taking their wives and their children as slaves. Now, if you want to make a man hopeless, burning his house is not a big deal. Take away his wife and his children. <laughs> a strong warrior we sit on the floor and weep like a baby. And David's men sat on the floor and they cried and wept. And David himself wept. But you see, weeping will not deliver it. Weeping will not deliver it. After a while, the guys were saying, this is stupid David. This is the one that's coming up so much. Let's stone him. They were planning to Stone David. See, sometimes when people are angry with God, they turn on, on their leaders. As the pastor, I think he said, it's a Zadio's job. I see people that have issues with God, they come to my office and they're angry with me. But I smile, I love them because, I mean, I know that that's the nature of men. 
So they said they were going to stone David down now. And David had to get a grip. Please say to your neighbor, get a grip. David had to get a grip. He realized this crime will not lead us anywhere. And he encouraged himself. In the Lord. We can go on and on and on that, but, but that's not where I'm going. I, I, I need to follow me. Now, David said to Abiathar, the priest, and he says to Abiathar, give me the effort. And he gave him the effort. Human and Turin. And David began to gesticulate, you know, and to inquire of the Lord. Now, and David inquired of the Lord. And David said, shall I pursue? Shall I? Will I overtake? Will I recover all? And God said, I mean, we know God still speaks. And God said, pursue. For you will surely overtake. And without fail, recover all. God is saying to someone today, pursue. You will surely overtake. And without fail. Ever said without fail. Recover all. Now, I stop there and I say to myself, David had access to the oracle. And what is he asking? Now, just try and just break this down. Think about it. Today, somebody, they've burnt the house, they've carried the wives and all the children, and you get an oracle of God. Most people, when they come to my office, what do they say? Pastor, why? Why did God allow this to happen? You need to explain to me now. Why God allows this to happen? Who did that offend? Tell me. Now, the questions we are asking, the wrong questions. David was not even... Did David say why? He says, but God, I paid my tithes now. I mean, if you hear people speak sometimes. I pay my tithes. I'm like, okay. <coughs> so do I. David didn't bother with those irrelevant questions. Listen. Stop asking the wrong questions. David was not concerned. Oh, God, tell me, is there a generational cost? Was he concerned? It's not his business. Just one purpose. Shall I pursue? Ha, everybody say pursue. Shall I pursue? Shall I? He wanted to know, will I overtake? I don't care what has happened, but will I recover all? And that's the most important thing. Because he pursued, he overtook, and he recovered all. You will pursue, you will surely overtake, and you will recover all. Stop fainting. Stop the pity party. Stop it. Proverbs 24 verse 10. The Amplified Version, Proverbs 24 10. The Word of God says that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Now, don't, don't get upset at me. I didn't, I didn't write the Bible. It's in your Bible, not my head. Check your own Bible. It's there. If you faint in a day of adversity, it means your strength is small. The New Living Translation says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. So, so the problem is not with the pressure. The problem is your capacity. It's your strength. The problem is never with the adversity. The problem is always with our capacity. Many times we focus too much on the adversity. But the problem is not the adversity. The problem is your capacity, your strength. It's small. Face it. You know, many times we, 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 we don't own issues. And because you don't own it, there's a problem. Let me give you an example. I mean, when we were in secondary school, I mean, I went to a school called Command, Command Secondary School, my first two years, before God delivered me, I, I told you that story before, long story short, you know, and, but 
in those first two years, there was this girl in the class. Her name is Uche. I won't tell you her surname because she may be online right now. This girl is so intelligent. It used to annoy me. Not only she, what, no, 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 not only what she said, the 10 years didn't used to annoy me. It was her diligence. She always did the assignment. Now, there are usually three categories of, in, in, that, in our class. We have types of which age? Then, we have the types of, I won't mention their in this name. These ones, they pretend to know, they don't know. They always ask questions in class too. And you, they ask a question, they reveal their ignorance and their foolishness. Then, you have my category at the time. When we come to the class, they say, hey, they gave us assignment. I didn't know. <laughs> that was the category I was in. <laughs> you know, this Uche girl, she would have done her assignment. The assignment I didn't even know they gave us. I actually knew, but I forgot. <laughs> and we had this other group. So the guy would come up and say, it was the maths class. And he says, oh, pastor, teacher, that there's a problem with the equation. That there's a problem with this equation. You know? And, you know, I, I, I know I didn't do the assignment. So, I, I have no mouth to talk, okay? So, but I quickly looked at the, um, uh, the question. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> and he's arguing with the teacher. And teacher will always turn to Uche. Uche? <laughs> Let me see your book. And he will show us Uche neatly solving the problem. And the teacher would say, the problem is not with the equation. The problem is with your mathematics. If you faint in the day of adversity, the problem is not with the adversity. The problem is with your capacity. Your strength is small. Face it. Get a tutor. Praise the Lord. Many times, we exaggerate our problems. We blame the equation. We will blame the adversity. We blame, oh, this equation, this problem is unsolvable. We, we exaggerate that we are carrying the biggest cross on earth. Nobody knows the troubles I have seen. Nobody knows my sorrows. So there was this man, the story goes, you must have heard a different version of it, but I'll tell you anyway. This story goes like this. There was this guy that went to meet with God and said to God, God, this cross is too much. This cross is too much. Take it from me. This cross is too much. And God says, everyone on earth has a cross. And the man said, hey, in that case, I need to choose. And God said, okay, fine. Give me your cross. And he gave God his cross. And God says, go to the other side of the door. I will open the door for you. To the room of crosses. So that you can choose one. So the guy, God opened the room for the guy from inside. And the guy entered the room. And so, Orishi, Orishi, crosses. <laughs> the crosses that are like Oluma Rock. The ones with thorns, the ones with uh, barbed wire, that the person that is carrying it, barbed wire is just cutting. The ones, ah, I was like, ah, God, you know? And then saw one little tiny cross, one corner, I said, God, God, that's the one I want, oh, that little cross, that's the one I want. God says, you can carry this, carry this. Ah, you know, and he was happy and he came out, you know? I said, hey, God, this is awesome. And God says, that was the cross you've been carrying. 
all your life. The same one. We exaggerate our problems. We blame the equation. We blame our parents. We blame the country. We blame causes. We blame everything. But today God wants you to own up. Let's burn our hearts. Let's burn our heads. God wants you to, to take responsibility. You're saying today, Pastor, you know, I want to put two categories. First category, you're saying, Pastor, I need to stand tall, but I'm, 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 I'm under the, the burden and the yoke of sin. Sin is crushing me, and I'm bent over. I want to break this hold and, and be able to stand tall for Jesus. That is you. I want to prove it. Wherever you're seated, you need to come forward. Or wherever you are seated, that is you. Pastor, pray with me. I'm under the yoke of sin. Or you used to be born again, you are backsliding. But you want to come back to God today. Wherever you are seated, like I said, you don't need to come forward, but I want to pray with you. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. Put up your hand now over your head. God bless you. Put up your hand. Put up your hand. Well, God bless you. Over there, my brother. God bless you. Put it up well. Well, God bless you, my brother. Over there. God bless you. Put it up well. Well, not on your head. Over it. God bless you. Over there. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother. And that brother over here. Oh, the men are responding to the call of Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Now, that is me. That is me. If you have the card, they're going to slip a card in your hand. If you have the card, you can put it down and, and cry to God. Have mercy upon me. I'm bowed down by the yoke of sin. Put it up, put it up, put it up quickly. I will, I will pray with you now. God bless you right there, my sister. God bless you right there. God bless you. I can see that hand. God bless you. If you, if you, if you, if you have the card, put it down and, and cry to him. Who else? Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me this morning. I want to stand tall. God bless you right there. God bless you. Put, I want to stand tall. Now, I want to stand tall for God. The rest of us, we've heard the word. Why don't we, that's the second category of people. Why don't you just pray about what you have heard. For some of us, we need to stand tall in our industry. Pray about it. For some of us in this country, this nation, God has called you. You are influential in this nation. God wants you to stand. For some of us, it is in our personal life. All of us, I'm sure. It's in our personal life. Why don't you just talk to God? Think about it. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone that has surrendered to you today. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you breathe upon them. Change these lives, my Father. Lord, let your kingdom come in their lives. Establish your relationship with them afresh. Let your name be glorified. Lord, we pray for everyone, Lord. The grace to stand tall given to us. Honor and glory be given to you, Lord. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed.